What's good, beautiful people? It's your King Kazil, solo episode number two. Yep, you have just got me, but luckily today, you just won't hear me blabbering on by myself. I hope that everybody is having a awesome, awesome day. By the time this comes out, it's going to be, what, Thursday? And by then, we would have had nearly a week of scorching heat in the UK. Like, <laughs> this weather right now, mm-mm, mm-mm. Not feeling it, but if it was to be cold, I would be complaining. So let me just embrace it. Anyways, without further ado, I do have a guest on today. Would the guests like to introduce themselves? Yes, thank you, Kazil. My name is Jalen, and I use they, he, she pronouns. And I am a Leo sun, rising Libra, and a moon Taurus. <laughs> Those are my wow, big wow. Shout out to the Libra in there. I love when people have like my placements and their placement. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, you know, a little something. A little something, something. That's a mix. So say that again. So you're rising what? Leo. Libra. Right. Yeah. And then uh, my sun is in Leo. Right. Okay. And then my moon is Taurus. Okay. Cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not bad, you know, because some people come on here and they've got like Sagittarius up in there. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Or like they come in here and they're... Um, they're in so Aries or a Cancer, and it's like, oh. Like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a pretty cool mix. That is a pretty cool mix. But yeah, thank you so much for, thank you. you know, taking the opportunity and the time out to come sit with me and have a conversation. Of course. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, okay, let's like dive into it. So you mentioned that your pronouns are they he she could you like tell mm -hmm. me a little bit more about that like a little bit more about um like how you identify more so yeah of course so I identify as a gender which means I don't have a gender I kind of just I mostly identify uh with I guess who I am and just how I feel so I feel like I don't have a gender and I feel like I kind of ebb and flow with um with my masculinity and my femininity. It's it's a nice uh, well sometimes it's imbalanced, <laughs> but um, um usually like it is a bit of both, a bit of everything at the same time. And in the beginning of my medical transition, um, because I look masculine when people first look at me mm -hmm. I at first I just was only using they them pronouns and um I don't know that just at the time that was affirming for me but as I've gotten older and gotten more comfortable with my lack of gender I'll say mm -hmm. um and I've gotten more comfortable with just myself um, I felt free and to the point where like, I just, I, I noticed people sometimes would call me, um, be like, Hey girl, or like, Hey dude, you know, like it, it just, the energy I was given off sometime was masculine, sometime was feminine. And so I just accepted that. And 
I kind of just don't care anymore. It's kind of crazy, but I just, yeah, I guess I just, you know, I let people just say what they want, you know, whatever they feel I'm giving off that day is just whatever I'm giving off that day, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's really like interesting because obviously you've mentioned like medically transitioning and stuff like that. So it's like, I, I yeah. saw like a two-part question. So it's like, when did you start to feel that you wanted to medically transition? And like, when did you actually, you know, take the leap to go and do that? And what exactly did that do for you as a person? Like, was it affirming to start, um, you know, HRT? And do you like still feel like that, especially now because you feel like, you know, you are whatever gender you feel at the time? Yeah, I I came to the conclusion that I wanted to start medically transitioning uh, five years ago, but it was a little difficult at first because the only people I knew who were medically transitioning were trans men. So mm -hmm. it was kind of hard to see people who didn't really um identify with any gender or you know I did see some folks who identified as non-binary who um would medically transition but it was actually funny I I met a girl who uh got top surgery um and she's just like a masculine black woman like she got a buzzed head she got top surgery but she uses you know she her pronouns and she was like, I just wanted to get my tits cut off. And I was like, oh, wow. And I, I felt so seen by her. And that kind of gave me the leap of faith to medically transition and do it in a way where I was already secure in my gender um, because I saw somebody who was just doing whatever the hell they wanted you know so it kind of inspired me to do the same so uh yeah I started HRT um it will be five years in this December nice. so I've been on HRT for five years wow. and then I um finally got top surgery in 2020 so yes I remember that yeah remember it was that. a good time yeah. yeah yeah so yeah I just I feel like even when I was a kid, I just, I never envisioned myself, um, like, having breasts or anything like that. I just, <laughs> I don't know, I was just a person, but, like, I just had a flat chest, you know, um, and I felt like I still got to, you know, there were moments where I was like, oh, my God, I'm kind of feeling dysphoric and feeling like I look like a man. And I have days like that where I'm like, oh my God, I look like a man. But what anchors me is knowing that I don't have to look any type of way. I can just look like this and know who I am. And that's, that's enough, you know? That's really interesting because like me personally, I don't know anybody mm -hmm. like you. I don't know anybody that mm -hmm. has like medically transition, but, you know, they can go for, they, they can be re referred to as any pronoun and like, you know, they've had top surgery and stuff like that. Like, it's so interesting because I feel like 
growing up in general, when it came to transitioning, you never saw people like that. And then when I did start to see people like that, it was either it was a trans man or it was a trans woman. It's only, mm -hmm. I would say, within the last... Within the last like four years, I've been more educated around just like non-binary people or gender non-confirming people that take HRT yeah. or they've had gender affirming surgery, but they still refer to themselves as being non-binary. So to mm -hmm. sort of like hear it from your side is even more interesting because for me, it's educational for me. This is teaching other people as well, but I'm also learning something. Um, is why I was really like eager to want to like sit down and have a conversation with you because there's things that I I didn't know and stuff like that. But now hearing you talk about it, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like to be able to secure <laughs> within yourself and know yourself and get yourself to a point where it's like, I can be on HRT and I can get top surgery, but you know, you could still refer to me as they, you could still refer to me as he, or you could refer to me as she, like just depending mm -hmm. on how you are feeling as a person. And, you know, it's really important that people are able to be that way and to be that comfortable with themselves, to be able to yeah. find themselves because like that just brings you peace because growing up must've been interesting for you. Like what, what was that like growing up? Just not really feeling like, a guy not really like a girl not really feeling like anything like how mm -hmm. was that for you when like your younger younger self because um if you don't mind me asking how old are you now yeah I'm 27 now I'll be 28 in August so then you've been transitioning for nearly five years so you started like what 22 mm -hmm. right so how was it like for you as like I don't know let's say like 12 year old Jalen 12 year old me I just I felt very confused um because you know socializing being socialized as a woman as a girl growing up mm. I because of gender roles I just never really I didn't understand why you know girls were forced to like wear quote unquote you know, girl clothes or why girls had to have uh, a kitchen set up for like a toy set, you know, playing with Barbies and mm -hmm. like it, I just wearing dresses, stuff like that. I just I didn't understand. But there were certain aspects of that that I liked, like I loved playing with dolls. Mm -hmm. And but then there were just other things I couldn't relate to um, with other girls growing up. Um, my parents often referred to me as a tomboy because I wore jeans, I wore t-shirts. Um, I was like, quote unquote, like a, a pretty masculine presenting kid. I just, I didn't look like most girls. And then I would hang out with guys that yeah. were my age and you know, I enjoyed playing sports with them and like riding bikes and like, you know, climbing trees and getting into, you know, wrestling. Um, so I just, again, it was like, I interestingly enough found myself finding parts of both that 
resonated with me heavily, but I just identified or not identified. I just appeared to look like a more, more of a tomboy growing up, but it did feel very isolating because I didn't meet a lot of kids like me. Um, yeah. Most of the kids I hung out with were either like, you know, socialized girls that acted like socialized girls or socialized boys that acted like socialized boys but I found myself having crushes on both genders too you know when I was growing yeah. up so it was just a very it was very confusing and isolating as as a kid because I'm just like uh nobody else is thinking these things just me okay <laughs> it's you know what like growing up as a person that you know is lgbtq plus is so interesting because mm -hmm. we've all kind of like um questioned these things like is it only me that like you know likes i don't know the same sex as me or likes both yeah. or likes this and likes that and you really wonder and you feel alone about it because I don't know about you but as a child I then could not go and say that to somebody else I couldn't oh, yeah, no. say to someone oh like you know like obviously pre-transition and stuff like that I couldn't have gone and said oh like I think that girl is so hot because it would be like what do you right. mean <laughs> right right exactly like, you exactly. couldn't do that but then when you think back on it now it's like wow that was I really felt like that and I was not alone because look at all these other people mm -hmm. but at the exactly. time you don't know what it is you can't really speak about it because you're a child mm -hmm. and um, listening to you talking about you know your parents always like saying that you're a tomboy and stuff like that same here I, <laughs> everything you were saying especially because I grew up for the first nine years of my life in Zambia so climbing trees was a thing like yeah. this was like a serious thing I did everything with the mandem everything with the mandem until we reached a certain age because then mm. at that point I realized hold on a minute why y'all got these body parts and I don't have them? But like we look right. the same, but you have got different things to me. Like mm -hmm. got, that was like a pivotal point, I think, in my life of being like, oh, something, something's not, something's not adding up. Mm. And obviously at the time, I had no idea what that even meant. It's like, what do you mean something's not adding up? What's not adding up? Like, it's just like you at that space and as a child until the first ever person you see that has like transitioned or is in sort of like the same space as what you are without you even knowing that that's the space that you're in it's at that moment where you're like wait hold on a minute I didn't know that we could do that like the first trans right. person I met was this girl called Paris and, um, you know, I still think about her sometimes because I just think, damn, what happened to Paris? Like, where is she at? She <laughs> was kind of like here one day and then you just kind of stopped seeing her in the clubs and stuff like that. But you would see her on social media. But then obviously socials changed, so just have not seen her in years. And um, mm -hmm. she was the first trans person I had ever met. And I was like, I was so wowed 
I was like, wow, I did <laughs> not know we could do that. And at this yeah. point, I'm like this 14 slash 15 year old in the clubs. I am not supposed to be in, but <laughs> I was there having a ball and I'm like seeing this woman. And then like one of my friends explained to me that, oh, she's transgender. And I was like, what does that mean? Because bear in mind, like I said, I'm like 14, 15. Yeah, I'm yeah. still growing. I have no clue about these things. I just about know that, you know, I identify as a lesbian and there's gay guys in this club, but that was kind of it. And mm-hmm. they explained it to me. And for the rest of the night, I was just mesmerized by this woman. But then I was really intrigued. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. We can do that. And then from that day <laughs> on, I thought about it so much. And then when I would see her, I would say hi. She was like really nice. And then somebody else told me there was another trans girl in the club. And it's funny because I'm now cool with this trans girl now. But it's so interesting to see where we came from as kids to like yeah. where we are today. So cool. But it's like, it's just so interesting that it just takes that one person. And mm-hmm. it was like, wait, hold on a minute. I think I'm I think I'm realizing something. Right, right. I'm on to something. <laughs> yeah, like I'm on to something. I think I've just unlocked a new a new situation that I can mm-hmm. really, really relate to and resonate to. So it's like, yeah. I don't know, it's like super interesting to get to that point in your before your transition to then think where you are now from how you got there to begin with. It's like, wow. But like Mm -hmm. in terms of like your journey and stuff like that, how did like your family take it? No, but first of all, what's your family, um, like your family background in terms of like um, culturally? Yeah, culturally, culturally, my, my household, we were Christian. So um, very uh, strict Christian household. Um, My dad he served as an elder and was kind of like the pastor's right-hand man. And then my, my mom, she was a minister and like, she was the, like the, the leader over like the kids and the children's ministry. So my parents are pretty, like pretty religious, pretty heavy in the church. So growing up, I unfortunately experienced a lot of like, you know, queer phobia, yeah uh, a lot of homophobia um a lot of shame for you know the feelings that i had so i had to suppress a lot in that family household um so it was it was hard um and coming out to my parents as trans was probably one of the most anxiety inducing days of my life because I I just didn't know how that was gonna go (laughs) you know how how did it go like what what was that reaction they were both I feel like at first my mom was very she was the most resistant to it and I feel like she kind of felt like you know almost like you betrayed the girls you know but I was in my head I'm like I'm I'm kind of still a girl if like you would just <laughs> you know you would just hear me out <laughs> right because I would tell them you know when I was explaining it to them I'm like my body just doesn't feel 
it doesn't look the way I want it to look, but I'm still the same person, you know, but they were just so, you know, they were so confused. And I, you know, I told them I was going to take hormones and I'm going to get my, I'm going to get top surgery. And they were just like, holy shit. Like you could just see it on their face. And honestly, still to this day, I'm so proud of myself for doing that because I did it knowing I didn't care what they were going to say. I didn't care how they were going to feel. I knew I was going to do it and I knew I would be better for it. So, so, yeah, yeah, it it honestly wasn't bad. I just, I stood in my truth Mm -hmm. and standing in my truth, um, talking to them about it was, that was one of the, best feelings of my life because I was so scared and then I told them and I was just like yeah this is what I'm gonna do like I'm not ashamed um to do it either you know like (laughs) it was very empowering and it was very liberating to tell my parents that I love that for you that does sound Mm -hmm. very like it just it sounds like a very very big moment but for you it was kind of like regardless of whatever I need to stand in my truth so yeah I- I'm telling you I am shitting bricks right now like <laughs> I'm nervous <laughs> as hell right right I'm doing it because this is who I am this is what I want to do and this is where I want to be and you know you just have to respect that like even if they didn't like mm-hmm. that they just had to really respect that Wow, our right. child stood on their truth, stood on their ground, and was like, This is what I'm doing, this is me, right? Right, so exactly. were you like, worried because obviously, like, you know, like those really religious backgrounds that's some very, very, very scary stuff, like, mm-hmm. and especially having like black parents, it's it's it just adds to the scary, it um, does, it adds to the scary for sure. But like, were you ever worried that, like, you're going to say this to them and they're going to be like, well, you can no longer be a part of the family or anything along them lines. Like, did that ever cross your mind? Oh yeah, that definitely crossed my mind. And I think that was one of the hardest parts about Mm -hmm. saying it. And I think that was one of the parts where that gave me anxiety. It was just like, damn, what if they disown me, you know? Um, But a part of me, it was just like, I don't really care. I I would literally rather be honest about who I am, um, regardless of how they react, than just live a lie, you know? Um, Because I, you know, I used to visit my parents um, a lot. And so I knew taking HRT, I knew my body would change. I knew my voice would change. So I just had to let them know before they started noticing shit and being like, what the hell is going on? You know? Yeah. I mean, Um, yeah, because your body can change a lot in HRT. Sometimes it takes longer for some people, just I suppose, depending on your body, your genetics and stuff like that. But for some people, Mm -hmm. some of the changes are very fast. So it's not like you can hide it. No, you can't. You can't. So I I had to, yeah, I just had to let them know. And um, I am glad I did. They they received it, even though it was hard for them to receive it. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't, you know, they, I don't think they 
really accept it. Um, and that's okay. Um, because that doesn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like I, you did your part. Your part was just letting them know what they did with that information was entirely right. them. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's what you're giving. It's giving. I told you, I did my part. And it's really mm -hmm. funny because this is exactly how I am with my bio dad. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't necessarily remember if we had a conversation about this, but like, he now knows. He knows everything. There's nothing that he does not know. Maybe he doesn't yeah. know stuff like I'm going to get top surgery because we simply do not speak. We haven't spoken in a year, according mm -hmm. to my archive messages. But it's like, bro, from the very beginning, like the first time I came out, I told him. Like, and he was very dramatic about that, apparently. He slept in bed all weekend. He didn't leave the bed for like two days. I was oh like, God. oh, the drama. Drama. drama like i'll never wow. forget because i laughed i was like you cannot you can't be serious you 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 cannot be serious like what do you <laughs> spend a lot the next the last two days in bed you're acting as if somebody told you i died like right let's, right. Be, let's be serious please that's then, what they treat it as though it's so like, weird <laughs> but, this, but bear in mind this was the first time i came out so that was me coming out as a lesbian Oh my god, wow. <laughs> yes, this was me coming out as a lesbian. Damn. This wasn't me coming out as trans. So this was when I was like, what, like 16? That's like, uh, oh, holy, that's nearly 14 years ago. <laughs> um, wow. But that's like, that's me coming out as a lesbian. That wasn't me coming out as trans. So me coming out as trans, I don't know exactly what happened and how he reacted per se. Um, that's actually really funny because I think I need to ask my mom to remind me what happened. But it's not <laughs> of my mind because like it, the information is out there. What you do with it is up to you. But like even yep. now, it's like he clearly hasn't accepted it because he will he'll say okay so he kept saying how's our daughter and my mom started to get really pissed off um because for mom. She, she she don't like that like she she also had her time for her to get stuff right she put in the work to do that and now she is like one of my biggest advocates behind my back and in front of my face like i didn't even realize how hard I'm going in these streets Honestly, me too, because it's taken some work, but she did the work. So now mm -hmm. he's trying to message her like, oh, how's, um, he doesn't use my dead name anymore. He just says, how's our child? And my mom's like, our son, or she'll be <laughs> like, this son is fine, thank you. And then I think he tried, I think he tried to dead name me because this was more recent. And, um, oh, that was it. My mom had, like, sent him a picture or told him about something that I had, like, achieved. And he didn't mm -hmm. acknowledge it. And she got really pissed off. She was like, I've just given you this information. Duh, duh, duh. Why why have you not acknowledged what I sent you about my son? And she mm. just got really pissed. And she was like, oh, his name is Kazil Omri King. And all of this stuff. I was cracking up. Because it's I like, love... you don't respect it, but that's your problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm learning a lot, too, that... So I have uh, stopped talking to both of my parents because 
for my mental health i i can't have them in my life yeah and one thing i've noticed while grieving my relationship with my parents is that they never had an issue with me but the issue is when our parents aren't you know when they haven't resolved their own things when you give birth to children yeah. a lot of hidden parts of themselves are brought out in their kids so seeing your children you know embracing their queerness and I feel like, you know, there were parts of my parents that, you know, I definitely feel like my parents were queer and mm. they didn't allow themselves to explore that. So when they see me, you know, being like, well, this is what it is, you know, and I'm going to just keep pushing it. Yeah. I feel like there there's a little bit of resentment there you know, and uh, they try to quiet that down because it's like suppressing parts of themselves, you know, so I can't help but wonder, you know, if it's it's hard for your dad because maybe there's stuff he's suppressed and like he sees that maybe in you. I, I don't know, but I'm learning that a lot with uh, with parents, how that sometimes happens sometimes how they just have their own stuff. I mean, that's definitely an angle. I've never really thought about what his problem could possibly be. For me, it was... Mm -hmm. So, okay. So my whole angle is this, right? I think that my bio dad had issues with me coming out as lesbian and then coming out as trans because of the Zambian mentality. Ah, uh, oh Zambia yeah. Zambia has this whole... Like, no offense to anybody. Like, y'all gonna listen to this. You're gonna take it how you want. That's your problem. Mm -hmm. But Zambia has a very, we are a Christian nation mindset. Uh. Anytime there's any type of gay stuff, any type of trans stuff, any anything that is not hetero, cis, it's Zambia is a Christian nation. Okay, but were you a Christian nation when you were out in the clubs drinking beer? Were you Ooh. a Christian nation when you are out in the streets beating your wife, when you're cheating on your wife, when you are buying drinks hey. and doing all of these fancy things? Were you a Christian nation then, or is it only a Christian nation when I and my people within the community express and show you who we are is it only a christian nation at that point furthermore mm. you want to talk about it's a christian nation but i believe in the bible it says that thou shalt not judge right okay. right right they forget that one <laughs> it's like you can't choose which part of whatever is a sin because it's like okay. is your house clean because if it isn't you clean your house before you come to mine exactly like, don't mind my business mind your own what's going on in your life right don't for me and i really honestly i really 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 hate it because even in this day and age i see it i saw this even last week or the week before that mm. i've seen it plenty of times in the last month when oh. there's like there's like this um there's like this queer hairdresser um he's very like effeminate and stuff like that and people are always clowning him 
and um, you know, making all of these jokes and saying all of these things. And it's like half the people love him, half the people hate him. And it's like, he is living his best life. However, he could never like admit to being gay because if he did, he could go to jail. Um, Whoa. It's a, it's, what is it? It's punishable by, oh, there goes the thunderstorm. <laughs> it's punishable by, um, what is it? 12 years or is it 24 years? Whoa. I think it's like 24, 24 to life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just yeah. for coming out gay. Like just for being gay. Like if if it is found out that you are gay and like, let's say, I don't know, they catch you with your boyfriend or maybe you're walking in the streets with your man and you're holding hands and somebody was to be like, oh, these people are gay. You're fucked. You are fucked. Wow. I'll never forget. It was like, I think it was like maybe three years ago, they were these two these two lesbians on the run because they were scared that the police were going to catch them because I think it's like somebody had snitched to say that they were lesbians or whatever, and they, like, flee. Wow. Yeah, they they fled the set. Like, I don't know where where they went or where they ended up, but, like, they, they had to run. Mm. And it's like people generally cannot live their best queer life because it's a sin. Like... If they if they want to have any type of celebration or whatever, they have to be super careful or just not do it. Oh wow! Because if it was somehow to come out, game over. Like yeah, everyone over. arrested. Yeah, like literally, I've wanted to have like some of my people come onto the podcast, but realistically, it's dangerous because if even one Zambian person listens to it and spreads it. It can spread like wildfire because one Zambian person listens to it. It ends up on the blogs. Like, that's it. The jail wow. Dunzo. Everybody Ooh. will be put in jeopardy. Yeah. That's so, so sad. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's so crazy. So I just think like my bio that has that we're a Christian nation mentality. However, mm -hmm. the man that did raise me, who I call, I just called him my dad. He's my stepdad, but for me, that's just my dad. He, I told him about it, and he was like, "Okay, you know, if, if, if you're happy with that, then I'm happy." And I'm like, "Yeah." And you finally have a son, and he's like, "Yeah." And you know, I love that. He kept it pushing, sweet and simple. He's not a man of many <laughs> words, so you know, for him to say his little sentence, I'm like, "Cool, thank you." I love that. <laughs> so he's I don't like, know. I'm just here to support. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's here to support me. So I don't know what my bio dad's problem is. Like, he should be happy that I'm not giving him the troubles that some of my brothers were giving him growing up. Like, these boys would end right. up in, jail, in the jail cell overnight. And, Dang. you know, people would have to be coming to get them out and stuff like that. It's like, worry about them. Worry about mm -hmm. the and them things there. Because me, I'm just minding my business. I'm living my best life. I'm not hurting anybody. Like, right. drunken like drunken fights in the bars and this, that, and the other. Like, I'm just living life. Simple as. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, and yeah. doing well for yourself. <laughs> Thank you. I'm definitely, definitely trying to just live my best life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, like, okay, so just pivoting from that a little bit. Um, If you were to put, put yourself in a box, what would you say your sexuality is? I would definitely say I'm like pansexual because I just I don't care about what anybody's gender is. I don't care about what they identify. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just yeah. I'm 
yeah i like i literally like anyone who's cool and sweet and attractive um that's that's really all i yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hear you on that one because same like i don't know if i was to put myself in a box or whatever i would also say that i'm pine because it's the same it's like if i like you you like me we vibe then you know it can be me and you exactly saying that <laughs> yeah previous people would know from if they've listened to like previous episodes i always say that i'm pansexual for everybody but cisgender men because ah, me too <laughs> like no like men scare me <laughs> like yeah. no 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 shade but they they like, a little scary <laughs> yeah, honestly like no shade at all but mm -mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know <laughs> somebody you know there's somebody out there that likes that but it ain't good it's not me <laughs> i love the fact that you agree like every time i say this people just laugh and laugh and laugh but for the first time i think this is the first time someone's actually been like yeah same yeah i can admire how you know some of them are good looking but mm -hmm. I, i'm good i'm good i don't need to know what that's like <laughs> It does not yeah. go better than that, like at all. So yeah, I'm 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 good on that. I, I love that for I love that for us and that we agree on that. Same, same. Oh gosh. But also you recently got married. I did. I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh how does your partner identify? They also identify um, as a gender, okay. and it's interesting because we both um, started off as best friends, okay. and we met at this, whenever it was like the election with Trump and um, who else was it, and Hillary in 2016 in the States, Yay. we were at rally, like this anti-Trump rally, and we're just like, you know, at this protest and I was like wow who is that you know I was just drawn to them and um yeah when we met it was that? like say what did you hear that no what it, it's what a was good that? thing our cameras were off you would have just seen me jump harder than a motherfucker Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> yo that was the loudest thunder I have heard in my life Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Oh, I couldn't even hear it. That lightning strike was insane. It literally sounded like a flipping missile. Like it was right next to you. <laughs> the ground shook. <laughs> and I'm like on the second floor, but the ground shook. Like, what is this? Like, I knew we were getting a thunderstorm, but flipping heck. Sorry, Carrie. Like, that? <laughs> that really no, caught you're my good. <laughs> you're so good. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Started up as best friends. You were at this rally. Yeah, and we just had this, we were just drawn to each other, and we were best friends for, like, four years, and then we started dating in, in 2020. And, um, yeah, uh, we both, you know, our gender has, you know, changed and evolved as much as as we have, you know, so it's really cool being married to another trans black person. Mm. Uh, I would not want it any other way for my, for myself personally. Um, 
I just feel really seen and we have different experiences because we look different. Um, but I learn a lot from their experiences. Um, they learn from mine and yeah, we just teach each other a lot. So like when you say you have different experiences because of the way they look, like what, mm -hmm. what, do, you mean, what do you mean by that? Like, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, like, so if we were to go to, a, like, a public place, people would think we're a straight couple um, okay. because I'm masculine presenting and they're more feminine presenting. So usually people think we're straight when we're out and about. Um, so, you know, whereas my experience was a little bit more people are looking at me as a black man, you know, in the outside world, in, Pif in the Epiphany's experience, I feel like people look at them as a black woman. So they, the things they experience is just very different, you know, from what I experience out there on my own, you know? Um, and I often, you know, I often feel bad because, you know, they also use they, them pronouns. And I know they want to um, feel more seen and they feel like, you know, it's easier for masculine presenting people to be called they, them. And I completely agree. Um, I, I but yeah, it's, 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 I, I learn a lot you know, from that, but we also, like, I like that we have each other, we can validate each other's gender experience, you know, yeah. so that's, that's the good thing about having a partner who's trans and who's Black, because I feel like we can just, we can validate each other in those moments where we're, like, kind of freaking out, because people are perceiving us as this one way, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting, like, because I'm in, like, a T for T relationship as well, and, um, mm -hmm. like, it's it's so interesting to hear and see my girlfriend's experiences compared to mine, because, um, like, it's, like, the opposite side, but, like, we're, we're on the, the same journey, just, like, on different hormones that are doing different things, but somehow same thing. Right. So, mm -hmm. just, like, learning from each other. And obviously, like, not obviously, like, literally, it is, like, the best type of relationship that I have had. And, um, oh. like, sorry to, like, the cis people that I was with, but, you know, it's <laughs> so relatable. Like, it's so relatable. Like, mm -hmm. everything is so, I don't know, it's like buying a puzzle and like the most important piece is missing and you've searched for the piece for ages and then you finally find it and it just fits like that's what being in a T4T relationship feels like for me it's like yeah the missing piece is just it's in place it's exactly where it needs to be and it, it just makes sense and it's completed the picture mm -hmm. it's 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 really nice <laughs> yeah like you're able to walk on this journey as a unit and instead of an individual because like being with a with a cis person in the beginning of my transition was a little bit stressful <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a little bit stressful 
I agree. <laughs> you have to like explain everything. And it's like, okay, yes, mm-hmm. you have to explain things to people so that people understand and so that people can get what you mean. But it's like, you can get me, but you don't feel me. You, you yeah. don't feel me. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Difference. And being in a T for T relationship, like all of that is like erased. Yeah. Like, Damn. You don't have to explain your existence to somebody. There we go. Like, I mean, it's not a bad thing to be to be to have to explain it, but you know, you'd rather not, especially when you're having those days where you're feeling like super dysphoric and you're not like, yeah, so you're not, you're not feeling, you're not feeling like you're being perceived the way you should be perceived, and you know that kind of stuff. And then exactly, you then have to go and explain that to someone. I'm sorry, but the thought of that, like, would make me feel worse. It would right, make me right. feel worse in the moment because it's like, ah. Oh. Right now, I'm more dysphoric. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like I'm more dysphoric because I have to come and explain to you what it is, why I feel like mm-hmm. this, and it's like you can't always explain why you feel dysphoric. That's another thing. Right, right. It's very, it's a very vulnerable thing in and of itself, feeling dysphoric. So explaining that vulnerability is just not it (laughs) no not at all like being able to avoid that at all costs it just makes life so much easier just you know yeah but like speaking about dating actually Mm -hmm. you met your you met your partner before you started transitioning i did so when you started transitioning, were you like the very beginning when you started transitioning, were you together or were you with someone else? Oh no, yeah, we were not uh we were not dating when I first started transitioning, and I'm really glad because <laughs> <laughs> woo, the hormones. Um <laughs> I was in the streets, so I okay. I'm glad we weren't dating then because it was a very uh lots of sexcapades and just mm. hormones rushing and just I I was feeling things I'd never felt before I was finally saying no to people and just like I wasn't as much of a pushover when I was before you know I just felt like I wasn't really I don't know it was just, there was a lot of change that first the first year Mm. um when I medically transitioned and um they they met me we started dating um when I got my top surgery that's when we started falling in love in a more romantic way they were taking care of me oh okay um so I think they just in our friendship they'd never seen me in such a in a vulnerable place like that Mm. and they just we were falling in love with each other and yeah it was really sweet you know like I never imagined anybody else taking care of me while I got my top surgery I immediately knew yeah Epiphany's gonna do it you know like that's my ride or die you know and yeah isn't it lovely 
and we fell in love through that and yeah it's been it's been really cool to you know have someone hold you in that and you feel completely safe and seen and it was it was a really beautiful experience I really love that. Like that's that's really nice to hear. So obviously, okay. So you weren't with them when you started transitioning, and you said there's a lot of no. sex. So were you like dating during these times? Or I wasn't. I was, was just, just like you were just having fun. You were just doing what you were doing. Yeah, I was just dibbling and dabbling, just having fun and enjoying being a a bachelor. You know. <laughs> <laughs> nice so like how was that for you though like would you say that you found the experience when you tell people that like um like I'm trans like this is how I identify and this that, and the other like did you feel like it was it was easy or do you feel like it was quite difficult because you know a lot of trans people say stuff like oh you know I was worried that <clears throat> when I transition I'm not going to be able to, like, you know, find a relationship or get into situations with people because I'm trans and nobody's going to want me. Da, 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 da. I heard a lot of this stuff growing up, like, when I started being around, like, trans people, and it scared the crap out of me. So, like, did you experience yeah. that at all? No, I I didn't. And I will say I, I did experience fetishization um for being trans but I didn't experience um I didn't find it hard to date other people um I just I just feel like people if you if you're fine you're fine you know I, I know people like to you know do labels and stuff but I feel like that was my experience with that is I, I just realized because I met a lot of people that were different genders and like I feel like people just like who they like you know I but that's just me that's just me um in my opinion but uh yeah I I think I did fear at first because my body was changing so much and there was um I had a lot more dysphoria in the first year um because parts were growing and yeah. my face was changing mm -hmm. and my voice and it's just it was so quick you know like even my face shape changed in like the first three to four months so it was just it was just overwhelming a little bit like you know the changes happening so quickly and just having to you know go along with what's happening, you know, but also trying to be life. present. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to check in and like, make sure, okay, like, are we good? Okay, let's keep going. You know, it was, it really helped me um, connect more with my body, um, which was just crazy because I felt so connect disconnected from it before medically transitioning you know mm -hmm. that is yeah that that part right there that disconnect <laughs> is crazy 
Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> it's it's just so it's so insane. Like I used to look at myself and just be like, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah. And especially because I have a baby face, like growing up my whole entire life, people are like, oh, you don't look like you're this age. You don't look like you're this age. Like even uh-huh. like I'm turning 30 in October and people are like, no. I'm like, yeah, I had this new barber, right? This mm-hmm. brother would not stop talking about the fact that I was going to be turning 30 this year. He couldn't get over it. The whole entire time he was cutting my hair, he was like, are you really turning 30 this year? And before I left, like after I had left, I said to myself, ah, I should have showed him my ID because I had it with me because he just, he was not believing it. He was like, nah, I can't believe you're going to be turning 30 because of having like a baby face. So like when the changes started to come through with T, personally, I felt like my changes were quite slow. Uh, mm-hmm. So I felt like really disconnected and not quite there yet. And I was a little bit down about it, but yeah. because I started with gel and gel is, mm. it's very slow, you know, it's yeah. very slow. You have to apply every day and, oh, I hated that routine. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Because you have to like half get dressed, like, you know, put your boxes on, put your binder on, then apply the gel then wait like 10 minutes for everything to completely dry. Then you can get dressed. And I did this for like a year. Like my first year of tea was gel and I hated it. Like when it got towards the end, I hated it. So like I spoke to my doctor and he was like, I'm happy to put you on shots. I was like, thank goodness. (laughs) And I was like, thank goodness. I was like, I don't know how much more I could I could have taken off this gel. And I was like, nah, you don't know what you've done for me. And it's just so interesting because I have a type of shop that you don't have in America, right? So Mm -hmm. it initially started with me needing to take it every 12 weeks. But now it's every, what what am I on now? Every 15 weeks. Oh, wow. So it just gives you like a... Because it's a big shot. It's a thousand milligrams whoa yeah it's a it's a thousand milligrams it's 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 a lot and it's like a big needle um like a quite a long needle and it's like a slow release thing so even when they're administering the shot they have to like literally slowly give it to you over like two minutes like it's very slow because the solution is thick yeah Um, yeah it is very thick yeah like it's thick as hell so imagine like a thousand milligrams of that really really thick solution so i've never had the 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 joy i don't know if it's joy i mean i'm taking it as a blessing i've never had to give myself a shot oh yeah you're lucky you're lucky the nurse has to do it because it's you know it's a specialized thing or whatever so the nurse has it's a big shot yeah so I'm on a shot called Nebido. And Ooh. so in the UK, we've got two shots. We have Nebido and we have Sustenin. So Sustenin, you have to have it like every two to three weeks, sometimes four weeks pushing it. And you can just give that to yourself because it's it's like a quarter of what I have in one in one sitting. Wow. Or maybe, wow. Even, less, maybe even less than a quarter of what I have in one sitting, which is like a, a very big change. So I've never had to have that, but I noticed as soon as I started taking shots, 
things started changing. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like even though yeah. I've been medically transitioning for like a year at this point, it caught me yeah. off guard because it was like, even now when I look at myself, yeah, I still kind of have a baby face situation going on. However, the shape of my face has changed. Like I look, mm -hmm. and now that my facial hair is starting to come through, shout out to T and like my little routine that I've started doing. Now I'm like, oh. dang, I look different. <laughs> I love this. Like, I, love like I look different. Like, you know, another trans guy was using like this oil mixed with minoxidil, like, and uses minoxidil and stuff like that. So I said to myself, let's be consistent because consistency is key. And as soon as I started being consistent, I was like, whoa. Oh, hey, okay. give me the I recipe to that. Like, listen, I will, I will tell you what it is. Like, it's so good. It's called, um, me, I don't know how to pronounce it. I guess it's miel oil. Miel oil. Yeah, I'll send you a picture of it. It's like um, it's ro it's a rosemary a rosemary mint oil. Oh, okay. And like a little goes a long way. It's it's really really good. It smells nice. It smells like fresh and stuff like that. And um, I just use that like twice a day. Well, most days I just use it once. <laughs> I use it I try to use it twice a day and um yeah I just like let it soak in and do its thing to the point now when I go to the barber shop the barber's like oh like what would you like me to do with the beard would you like me to shape it would you like me to whatever oh. I'm just I'm just there like <laughs> I got a beard Very. <laughs> yes the barber got said I got a beard <laughs> so, that's yeah. so exciting yeah like the changes on tea are just so crazy it's just so 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 crazy just um, shout out to whoever came up with HRT, like whichever, whichever like scientist in these labs concocted this stuff because it's it's great. It's life changing and life saving. Yeah, yeah that part, life changing and life saving. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm. I feel very thankful even though i got my little baby mustache i love my little mustache your mustache does what your mustache needs to do yes it does what it needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh let me see um yeah so you know as we're sort of getting towards the end of today's session um i just wanted to know do you have <clears throat> anything that you are doing at the moment that you want to plug like this is an opportunity to plug whatever you can plug i don't know if there's any projects or stuff you're working oh. on if yeah i guess i would like to put out there um my spouse and i are moving to portugal so you know any folks out there in the lisbon area if you want a tattoo at the end of the year let me know Ooh. um yeah okay. in lisbon okay. yeah yes, because you yes you do tattoos that's right mm -hmm. that would be dope because um like i br briefly mentioned it to you before my girlfriend's parents live just outside of lisbon so we'll be oh, yes. in portugal we've gone i've gone like twice now she's gone like three times now like it's a like a thing that we're going to be doing like you know often oh my gosh please come visit we yes. i have to I would love to hang out. I would love yes, to grab sure. some food. Yes. Yeah, because there's like these nice spots, like especially because I saw you like like seafood and stuff like that. Like we'll be able to take you to 
some good Ooh. places. Yeah, we visited some really, really good places. There's dope places like by the beach and stuff like that. But yeah, so Lisbon people, towards the end of the year, uh, do you know when you're moving? Yes, hopefully we get our visas by the end of September or beginning of October. Okay. So I'm hoping around, soon. around that time. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. We've been selling everything at the house and just figuring out what we want to keep and what we want to give away. So it's been, it has been a crazy time. <laughs> yeah, moving is uh, one hell of a thing. But moving country? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wishing, Wild. <laughs> I'm wishing you all the luck in the world because I hate moving. I could not imagine moving country. I would have to leave the country that I'm in with just my suitcases because mm -mm. right right <laughs> I'm like ooh, I don't know if I want to do this again but <laughs> no. no no so yeah so um I'll just put that information like in the caption um yeah and you know you can put your at in there as well so that people know where to find you on IG do you have um I think you do have a tattoo page yeah, it's called Warmth of the Sun Tattoo. Okay, cool. So what I'll do is, yeah, I'll link all of this stuff in the bio as well so people know where to find you. And then if there's anybody sort of in the Lisbon area, they can follow you from now and then just, you know, wait for you to announce that you're now over there. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that, would be, that would be really cool. Like, I know my girlfriend will want to have, uh, will want to get a tattoo. Whereas me, I would feel really bad if I got a tattoo because I've been with my artist for more than 10 years now. He is like, a big brother i would feel I like that. i have cheated on him real bad ah, that's how it <laughs> feels i would feel like i cheated on him real bad it would make me so sad especially because the last tattoo i got from him was free and he surprised me on that one. Oh, he was taking care of you yes like a big brother would <laughs> i love that i just sent the uh the oh, instagram yeah, nice. thank you very much you know for what? the people <laughs> sure let me even make sure that i um that i follow it i'm pretty sure i do yes i do okay that's perfect so yeah like i'll plug all of this stuff in there i just wanted to say one more time thank you very very much for coming onto the show um i really appreciate it and you know it's been super educational for myself and i hope that you know people listening were also able to take something away from the conversation that we have had and um me too yeah like you know it, you know i look forward to staying connected because we definitely will be coming to lisbon so we will you know we will hit you up for sure perfect thank you so much Kazil. this has been so cool i appreciate it you're welcome you're welcome and again sorry for the delay <laughs> oh it's it's okay because i woke up late so it was it was perfect it honestly. the stars yeah. are like the way they were meant to i love that <laughs> they did thank you again no problem at all. But yeah, people, thank you so much for listening. And yeah, I will catch you next week with a dope episode. Peace. Yeah.